Determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history: the First Amendment and Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. So, what you? You don't have Trump on collusion? I give you America itself! This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. C, 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 senior. Dimly lit room, deep bowels. Under the tutelage of our general manager, Rex Tillerson. Long live the Rex. The Rex is gone. Get Rex. the hell out of here. Go. Rex is a dog's name. Oh, wow. Wait a minute. There was a popular college basketball player, and that was the chant they used to do when he would be in opposing stadiums. Rex is a dog's name. Do you think Trump <laughs> chanted that at Rex Tillerson? <laughs> In the White House? Oh, no. He may have, anyway. May Jared join in? <laughs> yeah, breaking news on old Rex. He'll tell you about that coming up in a little bit. How you doing, huh? What? Donald Trump in California today. Protests and support. We'll have it all for you. We'll cover He's all. doing a little wall shopping. Wall hmm. shopping. That one's nice, honey. What do you think? Yeah, Milani's going to end up picking it out. Oh, I mean, yeah, obviously. Exactly. exactly. He'll just say, which one do you like, honey? She'll say... I like the one with the tall fence. And he'll say, <laughs> I, you know, I do too. That's my favorite too. That's <laughs> ah, funny. Um, uh, let's introduce everybody on the squad to kick off the show. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. I never in my life have felt affected by the time change. Except for this time. Mm. Eh, maybe it's my personal life. Maybe it's got nothing to do with the time change. I might be blaming it on the time change. I probably am. Anyway, how are you this morning, Michael? God bless you, Rex Tillerson. On behalf of the Armstrong and Getty Show, you will never be forgotten. Wow, that's really beautiful, that's Michael. A touching, touching moment. That's all. A little, a little surprising. Rex is a dog's name. <laughs> wow, that is disrespectful, sir. There is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing very well. I uh, I climb up upon Mount High, seeking the, the wisdom and the, the advice of, of one, well, I guess two, Armstrong and Getty. Who ordered the word salad? <laughs> um, so it is... It Ranch is, on the side, please. It is March Madness, please. <laughs> yes. Or Mar- March Madness week. Yes, it is. Thank you. Yes. yes. Uh, and I will be unveiling my full bracket based on who will win, simply off of if the mascots were to be sure. actually animated and com- combat in a fight to the death. Except, okay. But because TV executives ruin everything, there are four play-in games that are happening today. Yeah, they do. Or the they, first, they do ruin everything. Yeah, the first round doesn't actually start until Thursday. Do I need to do the breakdown of these four teams or do I just wait for Thursday for the full tournament to start? I think I to me it starts Thursday, but Yeah. 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 Uh, why did all yeah. sports do this? 
Haven't they looked at the other sports and seen that it watered down? Opening day of baseball, watered down. Opening day of the NFL, watered down. And March Madness, they watered down. It gets less attention. It's less exciting. Why did they do that? It's just dumb. I, I, well, yeah, they, they're, they're killing it off. And the ratings would show that that's what's happening. Golden goose, squeeze it, squeeze it until it chokes. And it's when its face is turning blue. When its face is turning blue, you got to stop squeezing it. Let it go. There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I uh, I am very uncomfortable this morning. My underwear, like Rex Tillerson, out of here. I am wearing a pair of quitters. Oh, the no. oh no, yeah. Man, Elastic you're uh, advanced. Elastic terrible. just went out I on know. him at work. I, I was down to uh, two pair this morning, yeah. and I thought, oh, my gosh, all I've got is that one pair of quitters, but yeah. I found another good pair. There you go. <laughs> like throwing a towel inside yeah. your jeans. And yeah. it sits in the right place. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's just sitting down around your low yes. hips. Right. Oh, yeah. boy. Got to tug that thing up. I, yeah, I'm debating going commando or just belting up my drawers. I don't know yet. But, you know, uh, a smart man would throw yeah. away his quitters so that you don't ever well, end up with it them. It happened work they were fine i got the work i sat down and kind of went ping uh, and I'm, lectur- I'm lecturing myself on this okay I have, right. I have socks and underwear Jeez. at the bottom of my drawer that are unwearable why do i keep them around <laughs> it's a reminder <laughs> like yeah. my emergency pair i have two pair of red socks in my socks drawer i don't think i've worn red socks more than once in the last 20 years <laughs> you're not really a red socks guy well, not only do i have one pair i have two <laughs> In case I need them two days in a row. Did you get them for a special occasion? I have no memory. I don't know. But to keep those extra unwearable socks and underwear at the bottom of the door is kind of like keeping a can of gas in your trunk and going ahead and running completely out of gas and then filling up with the can from your trunk because you can. Yeah. Why don't you do your laundry a little earlier? I put on my underwear. That's it. it comes from uh, growing up uh, semi not rich ish. I hate to say needy because there are people you know who subsist on thirty calories a day over there in Bangladesh. But uh, and it's the little pleasures in yeah. life. Though when I realize I got a fresh pair of a uh, recently purchased Duluth buck naked underwear, and mm. uh, they're going to keep my junk right where it needs oh, to be. Boy. Make you feel like a wealthy oh, man. Just fantastic. Sorry, I'm that's adjusting a, over that's here. It's a way to start the day. A- any chance at all we could move on to another topic? Yeah. Marshall actually has his hand in his pants trying to pull his underwear <laughs> up a little higher. <laughs> wow, that's not at all HR. humiliating. <laughs> You've gone to HR. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame you. Uh, I'm oh, Jack Armstrong. Oh. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Tuesday, March the 13th, the year 2018. Setting you straight in 21-8, where Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin. Officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations, here we go at Mark. Rex Tillerson is out as Secretary of State and CIA Director Mike Pompeo is in. President Trump announced this major shift in his cabinet in a tweet, writing that Pompeo will do a fantastic job and thanking Tillerson for his service. Hmm. Pompeo! Pompeo! I can't wait to hear uh, what people think the decision-making process was on that. Pompeo went strong in support of Trump over the weekend. I mean, like, really, really strong. On the whole North Korea thing, which I I also agree with the move, but uh, Trump might have watched him on the talk shows and thought that's the guy I need hmm. in the big in the big job because that guy is full on a Trump man. Could be. Well, I wonder if the story will be told. What was wrong with sexy Rexy? I liked his manner, the calm, tough talking Texan thing, and very appealing. Any chance Rex said I'm out, and Trump would rather have it be I fired you than <clears throat> he quit because. You know, that whole, we're not going to meet with North Korea anytime soon, then an hour later your boss says he's going to meet with North Korea. Yeah. You know, 
He's not he used to being done that way. That he could, ran X. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, maybe could, it was uh, Donald, uh, Jared, and Ivana. Uh, Ivanka chanting at him. Rex is a dog's name. <laughs> Who knows? Bye-bye. Who's coming up? Wow. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, a major shakeup. Tillerson is out. We've got a little bit of information on the timetable for this decision coming up at 635. All this as President Trump heads to California for wall-gazing, fundraising, and demonstrating. And the ratings are in Idol versus OJ, who comes out on top. Coming up, 635, Armstrong and Getty. So then we need a new, a new CIA director, of course, and that'll be a big deal. Yep. Yeah. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. It's good. It's it's nice. A little snail mail for once. It's a pleasant development. Awesome. Yeah. We're going to be on top of everything today. Right on top of it. Riding it like a horse. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. So, Marshall, have all the details on um, Secretary of State Tillerson leaving, and uh, we'll have the Never Trump conspiracy theory as to why he's gone. The, the, all the rage right now on the internet. Mm. So, stay tuned for that. <clears throat> Which, I've is, looked which is either true or not at all. Well, I've looked deep within both men's souls from a distance, as is my gift, and I think I can explain it pretty awesome. well. Awesome. That'll be handy. Uh, yeah. Uh, dozens and dozens of Canadian children were removed from their parents based on a flawed drug test. Mm. We'll get to that eventually. The moose, a deadly beast, kills many tourists every year. I've told you that before. It does. People think it's Bullwinkle, so they go up and try to take a selfie with it. It's an easily frightened 1,200-pound beast with enormous antlers. Do the math. Well, Darwin did it already. And the answer is you. Bill's topic is sleeve boy is out of a job. I had an interview, and my wife brought me a, bought me a brand new shirt. The interesting part is that all the buttons are magnetic. Oh, no fumbling with sleeves or the impossible neck button just to get them closed where it should snap. Blah blah blah. Where where do you get these fancy magnetic button shirts? Automation putting another minimum wage job aside. It's obsolete. Sleep boy, oh sleep boy, bad news, sleep boy. You're now obsolete. Gather your things. Stop crying, sleep boy. <laughs> You're through. So if you uh, haven't been around long enough for the sleeve boy bit, uh, one of the most annoying things that can happen in life to me is to put on a dress shirt and there's a button. Women might not know this. There's a button between the wrist. That button makes sense. You got sure. A button to call. But then there's another button like Halfway between the, the elbow, wrist yeah. and the elbow. There's yeah. this tiny little button that's impossible to button. And I hate buttoning that thing. Because unless you got it. a second wrist, you can only use the one hand, and it's tiny. So you need to employ a young man, a young boy, sleeve boy. <laughs> sleeve boy, I've asked you to shave your body hair. <laughs> wow. Well, this took a turn. <laughs> Time's up, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> sleeve boy is now out of a job. That how, how disappointing. That button, button certainly could be magnetic. I don't see how the neck button, I, don't, I wouldn't think the magnet would be strong enough to hold that together. How about Velcro? Is that too, uh, like, 
God, I I'm a little no, kiddish. I have no problem with that. That seems like a great idea. Yeah. Because the, the button's never going to snap off the Velcro. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, ah, to our theory that uh, many people in the English-speaking world are named Smith because the village uh, blacksmith would stay home from war and impregnate all the women. It just doesn't who make would sense. Then take his name. It wasn't a very good theory. <laughs> <laughs> it started out well. Well, kind it seemed false. promising. Yeah, yeah. Until it was subjected to the least scrutiny. Uh, Julie uh, mentions a smith could be much more than just a blacksmith. Uh, a maker. It just means maker. Gunsmith. Toonsmith. I, Joe Getty, a wordsmith. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. You would have thought, thought we would carpenters. have been. You would have thought we would have been more imaginative. Coppersmith. Back, back before the internet, television, magazines, having any entertainment. You'd have thought you'd had time to come around with a better name for your town than Hilltop and a better name for your family. Well, I bake cakes. How about Baker? You'd think. <laughs> you'd you'd think they would have been better, but but they weren't. Well, that was handy though. There are 50- you meet a guy named Joe Baker, you don't say, what do you do? You know, you ask him to make you a cake. Where do you live? Hilltop, where is it? Top of that hill over there. Over there, over there. Go up the hill when you get to the top. There you are. Jack's New Year's resolution. Vince wants to talk about that. Hey, Joe, it's been on my mind for a while now. Jack's New Year's resolution with Marshall's push-up resolution was to be able to touch his toes. Oh, God. I remember him pulling something and ending up in the hospital. Yeah, I pulled my. Ha- I actually pulled my hamstring and took, geez, I don't know, two months to walk right again, which is sad. Mm. It's a sad story. It is sad. After him not eating any part of his truck and saying things like he has never eaten ranch dressing, he has zero credit in my book. <laughs> but what is the ranch dressing? I man? have never eaten ranch dressing. Why not? Because it's gross. Uh, yeah, it's it looks delicious. Di- it looks oh my disgusting. god, it's good on everything. It looks gross. Mm, I'm having the healthiest thing I'll eat all day. Let's drown it with peppered buttermilk. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. He needs to explain the toe resolution, get a Trump tattoo, or something along those lines. Uh, case of you, that's Vince. That's fine. There you go. Shaming, Jack shaming. We need more of that. Uh, smiling for a mugshot is a bad idea. Writes, uh, we'll say Al Anonymous. Many moons ago, I, I said, if I get a DUI, or not a, a DUI, if I'm ever in a mugshot, I will smile uh, as a major celebrity, because that you have to look like you're in a publicity shot, because then people don't look at you and say, look, he's sad and angry and down and out. No, they say, oh, that's Joe. Yeah, I listen to his show, <laughs> and they forget about it. Uh, many moons ago, I got a DUI, writes Al Anonymous. I was so drunk, I smiled from a mugshot. Not a good idea. Remember, you have to stand in front of a judge, and he has your file with the last page being your, yep, you guessed it, your mugshot. Try fighting a DUI with hit and run when you're smiling in your mugshot that was taken after the incident. Trust me, bad idea. Trust me, the mugshot was the least of your problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think it went poorly because of the smile in the mugshot. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Ah, this one will make you sad. That's what we're shooting Thank for. Thank you. Or, well, sad and angry. You'll be sangry. From Anonymous, because this could be any California elementary school. Got this from my kid's school. Quote, some reminders for our families about not being on the playground after school. Even if a student is with their parent or another adult, we cannot have students playing on the blacktop after school. This is a safety hazard and a liability issue for the school. Sad! It's a playground. It's a ground designed to play on. Yeah. And it's, you know, um, like I said yesterday, the reasons you can't take stuff from the junkyard, it's all about liability. If you you take something from the junkyard and get hurt, you'll sue. And apparently a jury of your moronic peers 
will award a whole bunch of money. Right. Um, nobody wants this world, yet it's the world we live in. If there is one thing I could change about America, like if there is one thing I could dedicate my time to, to changing about America, it would be that. If we had somebody doing this, you we know, would lose our homeowners. I'm insurance. picturing... I mean, that nobody wants to live like that. I'm picturing 200 years in the future. There's some college class, probably on Mars, at Musk City, the capital of Mars. And they're teaching class on how the American empire died. And the professor is going to say, you're not going to believe this, but people in 21st century America became so afraid of the slightest financial loss that they entered into contracts with companies that would protect them from those financial losses. But those companies had such restrictive requirements that people completely changed their lifestyles and became imaginationless, terrified little sheep people. And these sheeple... Uh, found it impossible to protect themselves or think independently, and and the country just went away. It was annexed, half of it by Canada, the other half by uh, uh, Mexicatornia, which was, you know, the of course, the, the Union of Mexico and California, which formed in the year 2035. And uh, the country just went away, and nobody really noticed or cared. I spent so much time between, like, the ages of second and sixth grade at the school playgrounds sure. after school, of playing course. basketball or yeah, football. Of it, 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 I well, was there it's, all the time. It's one of the great things that my taxes pay for yeah. so that kids have some place to play. They can't use it. But you can't use it because somebody might get hurt and might get oh. sued. I will do the story later on how it's going the other direction in a bunch of countries around the world. We're behind the curve on this. Yeah. And other countries are going toward purposefully making their playgrounds more dangerous because they've decided it's a good idea. Yes. Band saws, firearms. We'll we'll get into that later. Oh, absolutely. Sharp, rusty objects. Yeah, a lot of gasoline laying around, (laughs) lighters. Um, You know, I've told the story before of the fall fun fair at my kids' elementary school. They had to cancel it because they decided they couldn't afford the liability insurance. This for an event where people wander around smiling, greeting their friends, looking at pumpkins, and playing silly little kid games for silly little prizes. As a fundraiser, but that no, just, couldn't afford the liability insurance. I mean, that is so sad. It is. It's it's the sign. I mean, if it were an individual human who was behaving that way, who'd crafted their life that way, they would be profoundly mentally ill. Oh, yeah. You'd think there's no help in that person. Right. I mean, because seriously, what they decided is it's too dangerous to wander around at the school and smile and look at pumpkins and greet their neighbors. And it's definitely interfering with our pursuit of happiness. There's no doubt about that. Coming up, rock solid evidence. That that word is evidence that your smartphone is listening to you. Yeah. Among other things. Right. Uh, Elizabeth Warren's Indian problem is not going away. Got more on that coming up. A lot of people think she's running, clearly. Yeah, well, does she speak with forked tongue? We'll get into that. Oh, 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 boy. Not helping. Stay tuned. Don't Um, encourage him, Michael. Marshall's News next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Church of Scientology is getting its own TV channel. Will it be on my uh, dish package, I wonder? Mm. Be interesting to watch. I'd like to check that out. <clears throat> Maybe I'll convert. Expect it'll be <laughs> very wacky. If you do, I'll plague you with verbal abuse. Mm. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump fires Secretary of State Rex Tillerson, replacing him with the CIA Director Mike Pompeo. The move was first reported by the Washington Post and was followed by a tweet from Trump 
making the announcement this morning. Trump tweeting, Mike Pompeo, director of the CIA, is going to become our new Secretary of State. He'll do a fantastic job. Thank you to Rex Tillerson for his service. Gina Haspel will become the new director of the CIA. Wait, she's a girl. Who's she? And the first woman so chosen. Congratulations to all. She has been Pompeo's assistant okay. at the CIA. Ah, I see. It's um, kind of a Red Sparrow thing, huh? So here's the hot yet lethal woman spy. I can't speak to her hotness. Is she hot? I assume so. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Assumptions. Um, yes. So here's the uh, Never Trumper conspiracy. Tillerson was pretty harsh on Russia and Putin yesterday yep. for using a nerve agent to kill uh, or to try to kill uh, some people in Great Britain. And um, so the, the, the theory is that Tillerson was too hard on Trump's close personal friend of Vladimir Putin who got him elected. And that's mm. why Tillerson is out. So there's your conspiracy theory. Well, to answer that, the Washington Post supposedly reported Trump actually fired Tillerson on Friday. Well, uh, yeah, the story I'm getting from my sources, Jack, deep within state, down at Foggy Bottom, are that that Tillerson was traveling in Africa and had absolutely no idea the president was going to announce that, yeah, we'll meet with North Korea. And uh, I'm guessing he called and said, look, I'm not going to be the secretary of state if you're going to just do that sort of stuff without telling me. And Trump said, fine, don't be the secretary of state anymore. We'll announce on uh, Tuesday. So, the final straw. I think Trump watched TV this weekend, too, and really liked Pompeo's act, because Pompeo was strong in his uh, his rebutting any attempt to uh, to attack Trump. I mean, like, you, you, in a way that you never hear out of Tillerson. Wow, wow. So, the uh, cable TV was just kind of an endorsement platform, huh? Yeah. Meanwhile, the president's making his first uh, visit to California as president today. He's going to be speaking to the troops in San Diego. Check out some prototypes for a border wall. Not everybody's happy. Trump's going to be there checking out plans. No way. Checking out plans (laughs) for that wall. Boo freaking who. We reject your hate. He's not welcome. Trump is not welcome here. The vast majority of Democrats voted for a wall not too many years ago. What's up with (laughs) y'all? One of the uh, one of the other groups chanting. We cross the border. The border crossed. Okay. Oh, so, shut up. See, you see, oh, you cannot like Trump for all kinds of policies, and that's perfectly fine. Advocating open borders is not fine. No, nope. that is not fine at all. I always love to hold the border crossed us thing, which is historically hilarious. So, at one point in the early 1800s. The border was, or the the governmental structure was, precisely the way you want it. So you take a snapshot of the year 1804, or whatever. Now, it was completely different in 1785, and then in 1740, it was completely different than that. It was, like, owned by the, the Spanish or Denmark or something ridiculous. <laughs> like, 50 years prior to that, there was a different empire that was in charge, right. and there was a different set of borders and, and allegiances and the rest of it. So which one's the, the, uh, the one you're, you're loyal to? I suggest, and call me crazy, the one that's currently the border. But I don't, I don't, I don't like the way the media plays this game of presenting those kind of protests as like they're a political protest against Trump. That's an anti-American protest, right? That's an anti-United States of America protest, and they shouldn't be elevated to the level of an anti-Trump. 
protest like it's a, po- a, a, a protest of policy. There is no way our government policy is ever going to be no border. We just There's no border between Mexico and the United yeah, States. Yeah, we'll give California to Mexico because at some point, you know, hundreds of years ago, it was a possession of Mexico, which at that point was a Spanish colony, except during the time that it was a French colony, except during the time that it was run by the Aztecs, except before that when it was run by native peoples, blah, blah, well, blah. I would just oh, like, please. I would just like a differentiation between, okay, so you don't like Trump. Trump's uh, plan for ICE or whatever—that's a policy decision. You sure, can protest fair enough. A protest against the borders—that's just anti-American. That's just anti-our country. F you and get out of here. And the media should quit treating them like they get—they they deserve any respect or any voice, or at least describe them accurately. Yeah, this is a protest in favor of open borders. Sunday, big ratings battle. You had American Idol going up against OJ's Lost Confession. Jeez, a singing contest. Against a known murderer's confession of how he killed his wife. A retread singing wow. contest against wow. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Idol making its debut on ABC, and the ratings were solid, but not spectacular. 10 million viewers. That's, uh, Boy, in the modern world, that's a good audience. Yeah, that's it, would, pretty, it would have been a terrible audience 20 years ago. That's pretty much on par with the show left off two years ago, and uh, that's about what The Voice is doing on NBC. And American Idol did beat Fox, which was counter-programming with that O.J. Simpson special. That got 4 million viewers. Yeah, compare American Idol and The Voice in a few weeks. Everybody yeah. wanted to check out Katy Perry, you know, see, see the old format back again. We'll see. To the extent anybody gives a damn about the popularity <laughs> of various singing contests. Hey, by the way, uh, the American Idol ratings, they say, were also uh, bigger than the uh, other shows ABC aired last week, edging out the Bachelor's season really? finale. Well, then wow. they got to they consider that a huge win, then. Yeah, and Grey's Anatomy. I guarantee really you, they're show. clicking their heels over 10 million viewers. Yeah. And modern television, it's just... It's just where we are with everything. Um, selling albums, TV shows, whatever. People attending movies, as you saw with the Oscars. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. The, the expectations for audiences for everything, from radio shows to, to movies to TV to everything, is just completely different than it was a few years ago. Except this one, ratings juggernaut. Number one in your town. As far as you know. On some of the towns, it's very true. So there's a lot of grim in the news we can talk about. I don't really feel like it. I don't want grim. There's a lot of people who think they get to hurt and kill other people because they're angry. That's no good. Whether it's bombs in Austin or hostage situation in uh, Yountville, California, or or various shootings. Oh, yeah, that bomber in Austin. That's interesting. Yeah, it's like a Unabomber thing again. Yeah, what's going on there? We'll go live to where Trump is going to show up. In the San Diego area in about 15 or 20 minutes to see what's uh, what's happening there. She's actually going to walk around and look at the walls, huh? Yeah, do like, a little wall shopping. I like this one. He'll knock on it give it a kick. That seems like a sturdy wall. Try to find somebody to help. Excuse me, excuse me. Why is this one more expensive than that one? I'm helping this guy. I'll be right back. And then he'll never come back. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
got some big celebrity news. Beyonce announced that she is going on tour this summer with Jay-Z. Beyonce, Jay-Z. Beyonce, Jay-Z. Yeah. It's the I'm keeping an eye on him tour. Because he cheated on her. Jeez, that'll be huge. Um, <clears throat> I'll be in the great state of Arizona later today. So my dad and I are going to a basketball game. It's his 80th birthday present. We're going to sit right behind the bench for LeBron James. I'm hoping, nice. I'm hoping he plays, and we just don't get to see what nice suits he wears. Oh, boy. <laughs> but, uh, it's not we'll like see. the second night of a back-to-back or anything, no, is it? No, it's the first night of a back-to-back. Okay. So, But right. who knows? Yeah. We'll um, well, but, you can always sit close and heckle them. Go down there. Maybe you can, uh, you know, uh, incite a, a brawl or something. <laughs> Get LeBron to punch you. You're, that'd be a memorable birthday for your it dad. Wouldn't it, though? He'd tell all his buddies. Um, but on the subject of Arizona, Jeff Flake, senator from Arizona, who's uh, stepping down, says uh, the Republicans should challenge Trump in the 2020 election. Republicans need to mount a challenge to Trump. Mm. A, U- a Republican U.S. sitting senator. The Calling flanker. for a challenge to the president. Well, he's a huge anti-Trump oh, yeah. guy, as you oh, yeah. know. But uh, well, that's, that's, it's a, you know, it's funny. That's a chicken or the egg. Yeah, clearly they, he called for him to be unseated. So yeah, clearly he's an anti-Trump guy. But yeah, has been for a long time. Um, we'll see. We get peace on the peninsula, the Korean Peninsula. We get a surging economy, uh, racial healing, uh, better weather. <laughs> uh, nobody's going to be able to beat Trump. On the other hand, everything could go straight to hell in the next couple of years, and I wouldn't be that shocked either. A couple of things for you. In Germany, they've proposed a, a, a law that all students must visit concentration camps. It's mandatory huh. to uh, understand what their country has done. Wow. I, I'm anti that because I'm, well, I'm a freedom guy, but uh, what, do you, what do you want to do? It's part of the curriculum. Right. And just, I don't know mandating you feel bad about your country. It just seems weird to me. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah. H- how long you got to wait before you stop feeling bad about your country? Well, it I- depends. Depends on the country. <laughs> there, there's a strain of, how do I put this in Germany? There's a strain of willingness to go along with stuff in German culture. It would take too long to describe. But... I think there's still a fear that the ugliness could restart. Hmm. I like uh, schools that teach math and uh, science and reading, and then the other stuff. Choose your school accordingly for whatever they want to put out as a curriculum. Not yeah, history. I don't like all this other stuff mandated, huh? Not history, not a f- no history. Go. History, history is a good one. Isn't history's that what this one. is though? Just kind of. Well, yeah, I suppose it is. It, technically, it's history. Yes, yeah. technically, it is history. I just uh, the point of it is to feel bad. I want you to feel bad about yourself. And you want to feel good about Nazis. <laughs> I think Got we him. have a title yes. for the podcast. Sean's happy with that. For the win. Yes. <laughs> yes. So hard to argue with How that. to argue unfairly. My next seminar is <laughs> April the 13th. The last one sold out very quickly. It did. Get your seat now. You know what's the best one? This is our favorite one. If anybody brings any humor, oh, so you think this is funny. Right. Okay. Right. So school shootings are funny to you. Oh, boy. You know, if, you, if there's a oh, joke anywhere boy. around. Oh, golly. That's the best yeah. way to argue unfairly. <laughs> um, more people in the United States are on antidepressants as a percentage than any other country in the world. I didn't know that. Wow. And New York Times with a really interesting story on how there's a lot of data out there, a lot of studies that show we're not certain that it's doing any good. 
It's kind of 50-50. But those studies get, get, get put aside. And the studies that say, oh, this is very, very good. We should be leading the world. The rest of the world should follow our example. Get elevated for all kinds of really interesting reasons, as usual, having a lot to do with uh, pharmaceutical companies and the gazillions of dollars they make. Right. So with antidepressants and painkillers, we got companies making billions of dollars and really controlling the whole narrative. Everything from uh doctors and prescriptions to news coverage to everything else reminds me of big sugar when in the 50s yep. was that it, yeah. it, it, in fact that you was mentioned in the article it's similar sort of thing yeah well you couple that with the fact that i think human beings are just really enthusiastic about the idea that there's a cure for sadness and re- are they just love that idea so if you tell them hey here's a pill here that can make you not sad uh people think great and they don't want to be skeptical. You know, one thing they didn't get into, which just popped into my head, is because um, I believe we're suffering from affluenza. That's a, that's a lot of our, our, our problem in the United States mm-hmm. is uh, be- because we're so rich and comfortable and you can't starve and we're under no threat of attack ever. Um, we've had way too much time to worry about things that other populations have never had a chance to worry about in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. And it makes you sad um, and, and and crazy and kind of a. Uh, head up your own hiney worried about every little uh, nitpicky detail of society. And I wonder if way more people take an antidepressant so that you can ignore those feelings of unfulfillment um, are are doing us more damage in that sense that we don't deal with it and figure out, you know, we got to come up with something that makes life meaningful other than shopping or traveling or watching TV. I also feel compelled to bring this up every time that these sort of conversations are broached, but there are exactly two countries in the world that allow direct-to-consumer advertising and marketing for pharmaceuticals. It is the United States and New Zealand, and I think that is it is a, it a variable that should be accounted for when discussing this topic. Us and the hobbits. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. All, all I those don't know. things of, go ask your could doctor be. about. Yeah, then, yeah. Could hey, be. do you wake know. up feeling tired? Ask your doctor it, about lobotomies. It is an odd thing to be advertising. It's... Your doctor should either say this is what you need or not. You shouldn't you watch hope. TV and see an ad for it and yeah. go to your you, doctor. <laughs> you you would hope, but we both, all of us, have stories where your doctor says, here, take this pill. And you say, well, could I accomplish the same thing with like diet and exercise? And they say, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, why didn't you tell me that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they, they don't literally say, I don't know. That's... <laughs> That's the answer. So maybe uh, Blafutra can help me. There's and I should ask about there's it. There's no way it's a good thing that the United States is on more antidepressants than any other country in the world. No. There's no well, way that's well, a good there's thing. there's no, unless there's something funky in the water supply, there's no reason we should have more depression than any other country in the world. Oh, no, it should be the exact opposite. Yeah. Unless, you know, with my thing, or if you get too comfortable as a human being and you're not, you don't have anything to strive for or accomplish or take care of or whatever. Right. Uh, lack of religion and family and all that, yeah. Yeah, we'd like to think we're entirely rational beasts, but we're not. We're beasts. And there is part of your brain that is devoted to perceiving and adjusting to danger. And when you're in almost no danger, it has to invent stuff because it's always on. And then there's the uh, striving and finding meaning part of your brain that you can't turn off and and live the life of a cow, even if you'd like to. And so you just it's not finding anything, and you're dumpy. All the oldest wisdom in the world. All of it. No matter where you're going, God's side, non-God's side, whatever, all of it comes to the conclusion that pleasure-seeking makes you miserable. Mm. All of it. 
And that's what we specialize in in the United States because we can. But it's so pleasurable, though. Well, it is. It is pleasurable. It's a, hey, I've done plenty of it in my life. Trust me. Mm. Trust me. Mm. I, I think, Illicit pleasures. Secret pleasures. I think I could give seminars. Forbidden pleasures. I'll, t- I'll tell you, this is, a, this is an interesting story. This led to, the, uh, to me not drinking eventually. But when, when I got divorced, I ended up with what I w- wanted my whole life. I had time and money. I thought if I ever had enough time and enough money, I would just be endlessly happy. Mm. And so there I was. I was by myself. I had money because I got a good job, and I got nothing to do outside of a really easy job. Perfect. And I've never been more miserable in my life. Wow. With time and money. And nothing else. Just pleasure-seeking. It doesn't work. Everybody knows that. Like I said, they've known that for thousands of years. Did you try any secret pleasures? (laughs) That's why we're on so many antidepressants, pleasure-seeking. Taboos. I firmly believe that. Yeah. Wow. Well, okay. Luckily, the only advertisements we allow on our show are important services and goods that will benefit your life. Absolutely. And not mindless pleasure-seeking. So listen to them carefully. Nothing but upside. Trump visits San Diego. Reporter next. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.